like I feel it. Never give other people permission to intimidate you. They can't do it unless you let it happen. Do not give them permission. Don't you quit, quit, quit again. Quit letting what people say telling you you're not good enough, that you're worthless, that you won't ever amount to anything. That you ain't good. No. Don't give permission to other people to make you feel less than. That you don't measure up. If you're in a relationship like that. Good morning, Keith B. If you're in a relationship like that. If you're in a place of employment like that. You got co-workers like that. Snatch back their control. Snatch back their control off of you. Stop walking in the room. And, and then stop apologizing for everything you do. You know it's right, but you apologizing because you don't want you don't want them to look at you differently, or you don't want them to take offense to what you say. Stop apologizing for everything that you do, unless you're wrong. But other than that, if you're doing your job, if you're setting uh, the standard for yourself, stop apologizing for wanting to be great. Stop apologizing for wanting to be better. Stop apologizing for wanting to be the best you that you can be. Stop apologizing for thinking that you can go high in your corporation or your agency. You get what I'm trying to tell you? Well, you walk out and say, here, you know, boom. Intimidate me, please. Again, how you carry yourself sets the standard. How you carry yourself sets the atmosphere for how people think they can treat you. How you carry yourself. How you think about yourself. How you walk in a room. How you walk on an interview. Sets the atmosphere. For how people feel, how people feel and believe they can treat you. Don't give other people permission to walk over you. Don't give people permission, whether it's uh, direct or indirect. Don't give people permission to think less of you and rob you of your value. 
snatch your value from you. I'm snatching your shrink this morning. We're going to walk in rooms now. I expect, I know I am, going to walk in rooms like I am supposed to be here and that I ain't scared to be here. Don't be afraid. Listen, we talked about it yesterday, about sometimes you have to do what you're scared to do in order to build confidence and get those uh, successes under your belt. Give yourself a chance to win sometimes, you know? Give yourself a chance to come out on top. Now, I ain't not telling you to be a reverse bully or whatever. I don't even know if that's a term, but I made it one. Don't give people a reason to talk about you. Don't give people a reason to look down on you. Now, I know sometimes, you know, you 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 dress like you ain't the part, but you're really the part. And so sometimes we a little tricky, tricky. People don't know what to do until we open our mouths. They look at us. They don't know how to act until we speak or until we start moving. Again, walk in that room. Take the shrink off of yourself. Be you. Be you. Mm, yeah. Listen, let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 6 through 9. My husband taught this a little bit last night. And it was it was good. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off of it. I'm going to take it. I'm giving him credit. But 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 6 through 9, as I hasten. Good news translation. As David was returning after killing Goliath, and as the soldiers were coming back home, women from every town in Israel came out to meet King Saul. They were singing joyful songs, dancing and playing tambourines and lyres. Verse 7, in their celebration, the women, in their celebration, the women sang, Saul has killed his thousands, but David, tens of thousands. Saul did not like this, and he became very angry. And he said, for David, they claim tens of thousands, but only thousands for me. And they will make him, they will be making him king next. And so he was jealous and suspicious of David from that day on. And my husband said last night as he was teaching, don't be mad at me for something I didn't say. When people get intimidated, they are intimidated by you and your potential and your possibilities. They will get mad at you for what other people have said. Just because other people are boosting me up, just because other people are recognizing the things that I've done, just because of other people, that other people are celebrating me because other people are speaking positive of me. Don't get mad at me for something I didn't say. How many times have you found out that people have fallen out with you. People have gotten intimidated by your potential. They, they are intimidated by the possibilities of who you could become and what you're going to be next. That they are mad and jealous and suspicious over something that you didn't say. You were just doing who you were. Oh my God. Oh, people. Oh my God. Oh my God. Urban Bella, Cassandra, good morning. Oh, my God. Did you hear what I'm trying to tell you? Some people will get mad at you and be mad with you about something somebody else said. And they won't speak to you because now they're treating you like you, like, like, 
Like you don't went around bragging about yourself or, or attacking you. And some people have a way of ignoring you or not wanting to be around you. And that's a sign of intimidation. But I want everybody on this line, everybody listening to me today to understand this. We are getting above intimidation. We are not going to be mad at our brothers and our sisters and our co-workers and other people for doing their thing. We are not going to be intimidated or threatened by people who are confident in their self, they are confident in their uh, work product, they are confident in doing what they've been called to do. We are not going to be intimidated by them people. Just do you, do your thing, and you don't have to be intimidated by me doing my thing. People, listen at me. Oh, my God. Listen at me. If you were busy being you and doing what you were gifted and talented and called to do, and you are focused on being the best you and you, honey, you doing what you doing, you don't have time to be jealous or intimidated or mad, not, I'm talking about big mad, or upset with people who are doing just what they're supposed to be doing with themselves. Saul got mad because these women were celebrating David. But listen at this. This was somebody that he chose because of these attributes. Saul chose David to be the captain of his army. Honey, I'm taking a shrink out myself when I walk in the room. I don't care where I go now. I, it don't matter. It's not that, it's not that you are... Um, uh, bragging. It's not that you're thinking more highly of yourself than you ought to think. You're thinking positive. You get what I'm saying? You're, 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 you're remembering that you have value. Period. In the discussion, I know my value. That's what, listen, when you know your value, come here, little girl. When you know your value, I'm talking about when you know your value and when you know your worth, you don't get intimidated by other people's value. And then you don't use your value as a, as a way to uh, exhibit intimidation or force intimidation on other people. Mm-mm. I know my, I know, listen, there was a time when I wasn't confident. There was a time that I did not have a, a, a positive self image. There was a time when I did not have my life figured out. There was a time when I was intimidated, when I, when I stepped up to speak somewhere, when I stepped up to minister, when I stepped in the room to do a presentation about something I knew I was an expert at, I still felt some type of way because of the other doctors, people who had doctors in, behind, in front of their name and PhD and PSYDs and, and all of these things. And so I, I felt some type of way. But honey, when the Lord started showing me who he was and how he was stretching out in me and how I was becoming my true self and building up my self-confidence, it doesn't matter what platform you put me on. It's Again, it's because I found out what my value is. I know my worth. You know what I'm saying? And we talk about it all the time. Every Women's Day, every Mother's Day, we talk about it. A, a virtuous woman, her price is far above Ruby's. How many times we gonna preach about it and not walk into it? If you know that your value is that that high, then 
then we got to stop letting people walk over us. Stop letting people use us. Stop letting people constantly and consistently mistreat us and disrespect us. And we keep going back to that relationship like we ain't nobody. Like we're never going to be anybody. Like that's the best that we can do. Listen, you rather be by yourself and know your value than to be with and around other people who diminish your value every day. Put me by myself. My God. Get what I'm trying to say? We're taking the shrink off of us. When we walk in the room, we're going to say, listen, my value may not be your value. I may not have doctor or may not have whatever the case may be. All the initials people have behind their name. They may not have it. You may not have it and they may. I'm not jealous. I'm not knocking them. They've done their thing, but I know who I am. There are some people who know how to reach people more than the people who don't been to school and been educated and pay all the money for the names. Now don't get me wrong because I'm in pursuit myself. I got to get back in pursuit. Don't get me wrong. You need to be educated. You need to have the education and the, and the proven application of your skills and your ability to work in certain environments and to garner the respect of peers in that particular uh, category of profession and career. Don't get me wrong, but I'm telling you, I'm I don't care. I'm confident. Make sure you know your worth and your value. Know your worth and your value. You get what I'm trying to say? I'd rather be by myself, nobody around me, than to have people constantly putting in my ear, whispering these sweet words or nothing, that I am nobody and this is the best that I can do. This is the best that I can have. It's only the best I can have when I put it in my mind and when I get it in my heart that this is all I want. That's the best I can have is when I get to the point where I say, this is all I want. Again, when you walk inside the room where you think you're going to be in the presence of people who are, who are emotional bullies, psychological bullies, and positional bullies, these all are names that I just made up. When you walk into that room where you'll be in the presence of People who are intimidated, act like you're supposed to be there. Act like you're supposed to be there. Act like it. I don't care if you look like a sore thumb out of place. Act like you belong in that room. Stand tall. Stride like you know what you're doing. Walk like you know what you're doing. Walk like you know that this is where I'm supposed to be. I don't care who's sitting at the table. I got a place there. You ain't got to put me at the head of the table. When you stand tall, you're going to help yourself breathe because you're going to open up your diaphragm. And it's going to allow you to boost your confidence. The taller you stand, the more powerful you ought to feel. Get what I'm trying to tell you? Mm Mm-mm. No. Don't let people try to exert their title over you and use that as leverage to make you feel less than. Talk, Smith. I don't care what what their title is. You... 
That, that does not give them permission to talk down. Talk to me. Don't talk at me now. You got buses, uh, bosses, I'm sorry, not buses. You got bosses who like to curse you out. You got bosses who like to threaten your position. They get mad. They, I'll, take, I'll take your job. I'll fire you. No, don't, uh-uh. Don't, don't be disrespectful. There's, there's, there's an avenue of grievance for everything. There's an avenue of grievance for everything. But, but, but if you a boss, stop threatening and cussing and yelling at and screaming at people for no abs- for absolutely no reason. We are getting above your intimidation. We're going to let you sit there and talk and we're going to take notes. And if we need to remedy this problem elsewhere, we will. Remember, there's always a process for grievance. If you have a boss who is intimidating and creating a hostile work environment, put them on notice and then follow your company or your agency's grievance procedures to get that issue resolved. And if you don't know what that is for where you work, you need to find it out. We are getting above intimidation. Your position is not going to intimidate me. I'm going to respect you, but I'm not going to be scared. You hear what I'm trying to say? Respect them, but don't be scared of them. If you ever get to the point where you're afraid, then you're functioning in the spirit of intimidation and you're allowing yourself to get beneath it. We're getting above this thing. We're getting above this thing, getting above intimidation. Anybody in leadership, you should not be threatening, intimidating people to follow you or to listen to you. Let your example and let your and who you are and how you live be your your, your most valuable tool of influence. Oh, I'm teaching this, y'all. We got to get out of Dodge. We got to get out of Dodge. I, at least I do. I don't care where you at. Where you are, what you're doing, I'm finna put some. I can get it. Listen at this. I don't care where you at, who you with, who you're around. I want you to know this. You are always enough. You are always enough. If I ain't enough, this relationship. Whether it's a working relationship, a personal relationship, a professional relationship, whatever the case may be. If if you don't think I'm enough, then this we we this is not gonna be successful. We're, we're not gonna have longevity here. You are always enough. I'm talking to some woman. I'm talking to some man. I'm talking to some supervisor, some some employee. No matter where you are, what field you work in, baby girl, baby boy, you are always enough. If you ever get to the point where you don't feel like you're enough, then you got to have a conversation and if the, 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 the actions and the conduct and the behavior doesn't change, you got to do what you got to do. Because the longer you stay in a place where you don't think you are enough, you're going to start believing that thing. And I'm already trying to motivate my confidence. I sure ain't finna let nobody take it. I don't have some people you said I, I don't I don't have but a little bit. 
If all you're working with is a little bit, that's enough for you to try to protect. Hide that thing. Good morning, Alicia. Woo! My God. Last one. Practice being assertive. Practice being assertive. Showing confidence. Practice initiating the conversation. I know that I just, I probably could take a whole day on that. Practice initiating the conversation. Initiating the contact instead of always again going in that corner, waiting for people to come over and speak to you. And sometimes people think you're just trying to be a show off or you're trying to be seen. No, I'm being assertive and I'm trying to get over my fear of doing what I'm doing. Because see, some people don't know that what you're doing, you really are not that super comfortable with. But you understand the more you do it, the better you get. Apostle, what you talking about? (laughs) Boy, don't start nothing on this thing here. Don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. James Smith. That's my husband, y'all. Don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. That's all I'm going to say. Don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. Some, again, some people don't know that what you're doing, you're doing it scared. You know what I'm saying? You're doing it afraid. You, you really super respect these people. And you really don't want to go over to that table and speak to the head. You don't want to go to that table and, 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 and speak to the, the head of psychiatry, psychiatry, the head of psychology, the head of, the head of emergency medicine or, or the CEO, the CFO. You really, you really don't want to. You're, you're practicing being assertive. Listen, y'all, that's all the time I have for today. I hope I helped you out a little bit. Uh, Getting above intimidation. Getting above intimidation. Practice initiating the contact. Initiating the conversation. The more you do it, the more you introduce them, the more you get up and talk in front of people, the better you're going to get at it. Maybe you don't do 10 minutes the first time. Maybe you do two. But you're going to work on building yourself up. Listen, I appreciate y'all for tuning in to the morning shift, y'all. Listen, if you know this message will help somebody, tag them. Tag it back. Like it. Love it. Please make sure you share it. Again, we'll come on Monday through Friday, 7-ish. Also, 97.5 FM WHLJ. 103.3 103.3 FM and 1400 AM in Motric. Listen, make sure you go by and visit uh, my brother, Mr. James Gatlin. They're serving free coffee Monday through Friday from 7 to 9. Listen, that's all the time I got. I appreciate y'all for tuning in to the morning shift. I love y'all. Peace. Your girl is out. Great morning to you, beautiful people. Thank you so much for tuning in to the morning shift. The morning shift is being brought to you by Gatlin Mortuary, the name that you can trust. They're located at 500 East Alden Avenue right here in the beautiful Azalea City of Valdosta. Listen, families, in your time of need, please 
make sure that you call on my dear brother, Mr. James K. Gatlin, who is a licensed funeral director and embalmer. His wonderful staff and himself are committed to providing your family with the highest quality of care and service in your time of need. And they take pride in their responsibility to lighten your burden as you take the first steps towards your healing. So in your family's time of need, please make sure you call on my dearly beloved brother, that's Mr. James K. Gatlin, down at Gatlin Mortuary, 500 East Alden Avenue, right here in Valdosta. Listen, the morning shift comes on Monday through Friday, 7-ish. WHLJ 97.5 FM, Statenville, Valdosta, 103.3 FM and 1400 AM in Georgia. I also want to give a shout out to Mr. Lee who is the owner and operator of Foxy 97.5 and 103.3 FM 1400 AM. Listen, ladies and gents, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9, I need you to make sure you go down to Gatlin Mortuary and grab yourself a free cup of coffee. You can sit on the front porch and chill if you don't got to go to work or you go to work late. Or as you're passing through, make sure you go by and get yourself some and tell them that I sent you through. Good morning, Anthony. Bernard, good morning, my brother. Tina, good morning. Curtis, good morning. Good morning, Shanita. Shakita, good morning. Listen, beautiful people, I want to thank you for tuning in again uh, to the morning shift. Today, we're going to be talking about getting above intimidation. Oh, my God. Yesterday, we talked about motivating your confidence, motivating your confidence. And my husband taught a Bible study last night, and he said something that stuck with me. And I want to share it with you all today. Uh, towards um, towards the latter part of this broadcast or somewhere in there. Anyway, but we want to talk about... Uh, excuse me, my computer is doing all this beeping. But today we're going to talk about, y'all, uh, getting above uh, intimidation. You know, and I think it's just absolutely important that as we are moving through and building our confidence, um, it's important to know how we can get above being intimidated by other people. Now, some people have, and I don't want you to get, excuse me, I don't want you to think, oh my God, oh my God, I'm not, don't nobody intimidate me. I want to talk about some of the um, uncommon or the, some, maybe some unthought about concepts about intimidation um, and how uh, it doesn't have to be a person who just is abruptly and overtly intimidating. Yes, uh, these these can be people who are just their position, their confidence can be scary. Their confidence can, you know, make you feel a certain type of way. When you get around certain people, do you start clamming up? And I'm not just talking about the normal things of excitement and anxiety, the normal emotions and feelings that come just from typical anxiety or the the butterflies. But I'm talking about there are people that you can get around that just, just make you feel like inferior, like you don't feel like you measure up, that you don't add up, that you don't measure up to their standard or to whatever room that you're in. So today, and talk about getting above intimidation, I'm going to help you, hopefully, help you how to take over a room when you walk in, when before, when you walked in a room with like, quote unquote, major players or reputable people, that you don't shrink when you walk in that room. 
You hear what I'm saying? We, I'm removing the shrink out of you today. That's my goal. Yes. Tina Turner, good morning. Eliza, good morning. Miss Eliza, I'm sorry. Good morning. Cynthia, good morning. Yacht, good morning. Sandy, good morning. So I want to take the shrink out you, Val. Good morning. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Getting above intimidation. Getting above intimidation. And I gave you some, like a little brief movement um, of, of what intimidation is. We'll also talk about workplace intimidation. When you go to work, how sometimes you can get into um, some hostile situations where you know, people use threats and, and yelling and screaming and, and how they can aggressively uh, stand uh, or act and have a body language that makes you feel, again, back to that word, inferior. So today we're going to talk about, let's look at 2 Timothy chapter number 1, verse number 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7. Again, I'm hitting you from the Good News Translation. Good morning, my light-skinned, my dark-skinned twin. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, and we've heard it from the King James Version, but I want to look at it from the Good News Translation, as I always do. For the Spirit of God, the Spirit that God has given us, listen, does not make us timid. I don't want to read the rest of it. I want to stop right there. The Spirit that God has given us does not make us timid, right? It does not make us timid. When we talk about of uh, many of the things that God has given us, one of the things that he does not and ha- that he has not give given us is where we lack courage. That's not it. Where we lack confidence. Timid is showing a lack of courage and confidence. Somebody who is easily frightened. That's not how God created you to be. Good morning, Miss Wanda. Selena, good morning. Right? That is not how he created us to be. Katandra. So when we walk in the room from now on at this, after this point, uh, we're not going to walk in the room defeated. We're not going to get around people. Maybe it's the mayor, council members, commissioners, the bosses on your job, high execs, uh, in the middle of other prophets, apostles, and pastors, and other women who are just as talented as gifted as you, where you don't walk in that room and you don't feel like you got to sit in the back of the room or sit at the table and and wish that you were there or wish that you can hide up under the table. We're going to talk about that. And then we're gonna just going to talk about some tips. We're just going to drop some stuff. And then I'm going to let, and we'll use talking points as we go through. Yes? Because if I don't, man, I'll get happy and get stuck in one place and we won't ever make it through. Again, we're talking about taking the shrink out of you. That when you walk in a room, how do I do that, Smith? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here's the first thing that I want us to focus on. First thing. I don't know if I can. Stop worrying or caring about what others think and what they say about you to your face. Stop worrying about what other people are thinking about you. That's one of the reasons, uh, one of the things that we talk about intimidation, what you worry about what everybody think about you. Yes, yes, I know uh, that we have to be concerned about our image. We have to be concerned about how we uh, portray who we are, about our, pers- uh, uh, our personalities or whatnot, whatnot. It's important for us to know people going to see your flaws and all. 
But you cannot go around worrying about what other people are thinking about you. When you walk in a room, hear me when I say it now, when you walk in a room, we talked about motivating your confidence yesterday, so I'm not going to duplicate what I said yesterday. If you're on today and you didn't get yesterday, go back and listen to it. We talked about motivating your confidence. When you walk into a room, don't worry about who's saying what about you. When you walk in that room, honey, it's all about how you think and how you feel about yourself, how you're portraying. If you walk in a room full of powerful people, when you walk into a room full of people who are anointed or whatever the case may be, listen, everybody in that room is going to pick up on your aura. They're going to pick up on what you bring into the room. So if you bring fear into the room with you, Anybody who is looking to manipulate, anybody who's looking, who's looking to intimidate, anybody who is looking for somebody to pick on, somebody to bully, so to speak, to make themselves look good, they are going to target you. We make ourselves a target sometime for intimidation in how we carry ourselves when we walk into the room. No more walking into the room looking around trying to figure out who is there. No more walking in the room trying to calculate and locate the place that you can be the, the less likely to be seen. No more. We're reducing the shrink out of us today. No more are we going to walk in the room and, 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 and feel like we don't belong there. Stop worrying. Uh, and this is this is the a room. This is a major platform. This is on your job. This is in meetings. This is in church. This is going to be applicable across every single area of your life. If we can get to the point where we stop worrying about what everybody else's perception of us is and just walk in who and what God has called us to be, honey, our lives will be more happier. Remember I said yesterday, our greatest accomplishment is when we can learn to be ourselves in a world that tries to make us to be something else. Stop worrying about what other folks thinking about you. As long as you carry worry on your shoulder, that you're going to always be heavy. As long as you carry worry on your shoulders, you are always going to be weighted down and burning down. Not no more. I don't care where you walk into a room at. We're not going to worry about what other people are thinking. What they think don't matter unless it's talking about your work ethic. Unless it's talking about, you know, your attitude. That's the only time when you should be concerned. But there's a difference between concern and worry. In my mind. In my opinion. Don't let that stuff suck up your energy. Because you're worrying about what other people think. Whether they think you're good enough. Whether 